Hey, sports fans out there. This is Eric Johnson, the brand. And Aaron Thigpen, the source. Good day, good day, Aaron. Hope you're well, man. Hope everything's cool. Hey, uh, I got a good subject here. We've talked a lot in all of our podcasts about things to do, but we really haven't touched on this subject in detail. And that's, that's this subject. It's how do you handle rejection or failure? How do you deal with it? You know, what are your thoughts about it? Because for me, Aaron, and just to think about it, a lot of athletes are so used to basically hearing that they're really good and you're ready to go. And then when rejection happens, um, they're not sure where they need to go. And, and it, it kind of like there's two ways to think about it. They either get depressed about it, can't rebound, or if it, it, it thrives them. But the majority of our athletes I see out there today, um, it's shell shocking to them because they've been told so many years that they're so good. So what are your thoughts about that, Aaron, a little bit? You know, I have some, some good points as we as we go through these uh, several, several minutes of talking about this. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a tough one. I guess I look at it a couple different ways. One is what are the mechanics of your response? And then two, what's the, I guess the emotional response. So let me start with the mechanics. That seems to come to me a little bit easier. You know, I guess the mechanics of your response might be to get more information. My knee jerk reaction is to find out, okay, what went wrong and what do I need to do to fix it? So from an athlete's perspective, it might be, why am I not the athlete you want? And where am I falling short? So that way I can fix those deficiencies or maybe I can't. Maybe I say, hey, look, what you guys want is unattainable for me. And then I can move on. So right. I kind of always look at it from, from that standpoint. You know, what went wrong? And again, what can I do to change the situation to fix it? Or realize that this is not a fit for me and move on. And so, you know, that rejection, and, and again, I guess that's in terms of recruitment and, and being selected yeah. and those sorts of things. Failure is something a little bit different, you know, because failure is something where you have, you know, I always look at it from a com competitive standpoint. That's a little bit different, I guess. I mean, more emotion, you know, involved in that, but I don't know. I'll end my comments there. Okay. Let's see what you've got to say. Well, you know, rejection is funny because I think um, when someone initially says, and you're, you're right, I think they're two different subjects, failure and rejection. So let's just get stay on this rejection thing that we uh, set out to be our topic. Rejection is when someone says, you know, we don't like you, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're not a fit here. And maybe you need to work on this. So it goes back to what you said with your mechanics, you know, what went wrong. Maybe it's not the right fit for you. Maybe it's something in your, uh, the way you are or your movement pattern as an athlete or your aura as an athlete or a, a feel. Because as coaches, Aaron, a lot of times, you know, you have this gut instinct about a person and you see it because of how they act or their mannerisms or whatsoever. So I think initially that athletes out there, if you're listening, 
your makeup or how you handle yourself, first impression can lead down that path of, of rejection. So I don't think you should take it personal. I think you should understand what type of kind of athlete you are, what type of aura you get off, give off. Uh, do you have the champion type uh or, or I should say champion types mindset in terms of what you're, 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 you're putting out there. So I always think of, you know, Aaron, when players or athletes get rejected, what is their aura when they're in that arena competing or trying out or working out where somebody that's a decision maker has an opportunity to say yes or no. So I, I start there. We talk with mechanics. I start with your makeup, how you present yourself. Are you a presentable person that way? I think that's the first thing. And then there's always, you know, that 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 whole the next subject, uh, the next thing would be um, measurables that way. Like, okay, maybe you don't, you know, you're not running fast enough, or you're not. Um, or, or, or as you say, you know, we know you're an infielder, but and you know your weakness is that you know you need to move your feet better. But you spend all your time in the weight room, you know, kind of, kind of mentality when you know that your footwork needs to be on point for this uh, evaluator that that's gonna make a decision on you. But you, you don't really know, you know, what uh, what you need to do in that situation. If I'm a shortstop. And I know my feet aren't very, very good. I know I need to work on that. You know, maybe that's why I'm not getting rejected because I don't really know what kind of athlete I am, you know, in terms of that. So the mechanics of it, Aaron, I think is important. You know, uh, I think athletes need to understand, you know, who they are and what are their strengths and what are their weaknesses. So that's, that's kind of like the mechanics for me when it, when it comes to kind of like rejection little bit yeah well i mean to stay with mechanics theme i guess i would you know i'm looking at it from the standpoint of what you talked about and and we actually just had our last podcast about you know are you fishing in the wrong pond and so again i'm kind of looking at what are all those things you do to set yourself up for success or rejection because sometimes you're the one who puts yourself in that position to fail. So what I mean by that is, and again, going back to our podcast of fishing in the wrong pond, are you getting rejected because you're putting yourself in front of the people who don't want your skill set? Right. So if you're not, like you said, aware of who you are as an athlete, you might be setting yourself up for this rejection because you're just not you're not serving what they're, you know, they're buying. Uh, right. What's the saying? You know, they're just not that into you. <laughs> You're just not what they want. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that that self-awareness is critical when you're talking about positioning. And, you know, that's a term, you know, we use when we're talking about the recruitment process and athletes positioning themselves to be successful. In other words, getting in front of the right people, building the right skill set, uh, going to the right events, all of those sorts of things. It's a, it's a culmination of doing all the right things so that you get the yes and not the no. Um, 
So I would think, you know, from a strategic standpoint, you can you can decrease the probabilities of those to of those rejections. Like your your example about, you know, the athlete and and you know them needing footwork and they're focusing on on weight training. And yeah, it's funny. I, I had a kid whose father was talking to just you know a week or so ago. And you know, the kid's a catcher and he's you know not agile but okay. you know the dad is going on about how much he deadlifts and it's like okay you're that's great but you're spending your time on a lot of on something that isn't necessarily helpful for him right you know, and, and it's real easy especially in the training you know part of it to get caught up and all these other things that you're doing good but again, it's not about what you not only do good, it's about what's marketable. It's what they want. You got to give people what they're what they want to buy. So you can have all of these other great qualities, these other great athletic qualities. But if they're not what these coaches want to buy, it doesn't matter. And so you don't want to get caught up in the spiral of, you know, becoming this basically becoming a, a weightlifter yet your position requires something completely different. Right. It's kind of like you're chasing your tail, kind of like a dog going around, 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 and you're not really getting to what you need to succeed at the, the next level. Uh, that's so true. I, I, I almost see this more. I see this more. I, I, I see this 90% of the time. I say 10% athletes are doing it the right way and understanding that or they get rejected and they pivot to the right way the question is you know are they pivoting too late are they aware of these situations right away are there are they stubborn um and they don't want to hear what they want to hear and they just keep on doing what they've been doing i think getting rejected is not a bad thing it either you either handle it the right way mechanically and I think a lot of a lot of athletes get into the second topic that you mentioned was the emotion of it and the emotion of of um, being rejected and they take it personal and they think nobody wants them and they start thinking and spiraling into a place to where that's all they think about and two, three weeks go by and they just get out of the funk rather than stepping away, maybe taking some notes, maybe coming back to their trainer or their uh, value or the person that's helping them in their training and say, hey, listen, you know, I got rejected. You know, I need to take the emotional side out of it. Can you help me? How do I do that? And I think maybe that goes back to something that we're, we, we've talked about with uh, Doug Gardner, who will be one of our guests here coming up in our podcast again, talking about this issue. But the emotional side of it is so powerful for these young people and understanding that um, it can either drive you the right way or it can drive you the wrong way. So, you know, the emotional side, Aaron, is something that I think, you know, you and I need to talk about a little bit because I don't think, you know, people really understand that. 
Right. I mean, I guess on the emotional side, and and you 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 said, I always tend to use rejection as a course correction. You know, so I, I, I you know, again, it might be cliche about you know, learn from your mistakes, but usually, you know, in something like that, you can use it as course correction. And and I guess you know, if you if you're having a PPP plan for it, then you you might want to say, hey, you pivot. You persevere, right? And I forgot my last P already. God, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> persevere and be patient. I don't. I don't know. Patience. That's it. Thank you. And patience. be patient. Patience. Yeah. Patience. Thank you. See, no wonder why we do this because we're always on the same wavelength. <laughs> but it's so. <laughs> Aaron, it's so true. You know, I love what you said here about course correction. I like the language you always use, Aaron, because I think language is a key to athletes, you know, using the right language to get them to uh, pivot, persevere, and be patient. Yeah. And I love the course correction. Rather, you know, you say course correction, then it's like, oh, what does that mean? And then you can put all the things that you need to put into what course correction means to get the athlete not to be so emotional about the rejection. Right. And and I think, you know, athletes need to learn to persevere. You know, you've got to have that resilience where things just kind of roll off your back so that you can move on. You know, that keeps you moving. And, you know, in sports, it does require patience. Sometimes it's not the it's not the, the the best, but it's the guys who can hang around the longest, and and that's just you know what I've seen happen in sports, and so I think if an athlete can think of those three things and respond emotionally that way, I think that's going to help them navigate because now they're doing some things mechanically. Now they're getting the right emotional response, not getting over emotional. They're not reading too much into it. And right. understanding that it's just a part of sports. Yeah, I, I think that um, a lot of times in, in sports is emotional. I don't care what, you know, everybody says this like, oh, you can't be emotional. You know, sports is an emotional thing, Aaron. And, and I don't care what anybody says. Oh, yeah, you got to be right here all the time. There are ebbs and flows. <laughs> you got to learn how to control these ebbs and flows. And that gives you this constant right. uh, being that you need to be in a place to succeed but whether it, it, it could be the, the simple thing they say like golf you know these guys you know you know it's not emotional but you see tiger woods pump in and getting in the crowd they, that's emotional man you can't say that he's like this all the time he's flatlining it's right. not whether these guys are making a putt it's kind of like rory McIlroy. i was watching the golf channel and he was playing last week and they were talking about his heart rate and his heart rate had got you know his resting heart rate is like 45 when he's just resting then when he's gonna hit a golf ball it went up and it goes down before he putts you know that's emotional there it's not like you're just like this and you're some dead soul right there on the right. table like that so you know, it's an emotional thing, and I think athletes get caught up in the emotional side of it instead of rebounding. I, I love the way you said, as an athlete, you have to be resilient and you have to persevere. It's so true. Michael Jordan, one of the greatest all-time athletes and basketballers, you know, my goodness, he was rejected from his JV basketball team. The guy goes on to be one of the greatest top two, three players in NBA history, arguably, and 
boy, if he would have just sit there and got emotional about, I got cut when I was in JV, uh, I'm no good. <laughs> My goodness, you know, he knew how to be resilient. He knew how to pivot. He knew that his growing spurt was going to come. He knew how to be patient. He knew that if he did everything he could do emotionally, and you can control that too, um, he was going to be successful when he did that. Right. Well, I mean, again, maybe you should look at emotion as energy. Mm. And and so it's energy that can be reformed and redirected. You know, okay. again, you know, just in my own personal experience, those rejections that I had, you know, I had an emotional reaction because we're all human. We do. Right. And I take that reaction, whether it's, you know, most cases probably anger <laughs> right, <me too. laughs> you know that you know that chip just got bigger but um but um i redirected that into focus right okay i'm not this then i'm gonna be this i'm gonna you know what i'm saying i i, yeah. I was able to redirect that and and use it you know, use it for good versus right. letting it break me down. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with emotion. Now you've got to, you've got to, you can't get out of control whether you're competing or, you know, anything else. But I, I think it's, it means you're engaged. It means you're invested. Right. And, you know, I always look at sport as, as a, as a way of expressing yourself too. So, right. Um, I, I, since I look at it like that, I don't really see it as a bad thing. I see it as something that you can, that can be momentary, but now you can change it. Right. You know, you can take that, that discomfort, you can take that anger and you can now morph it into something else. So, you know, again, I think of it as energy. I love that. I love the way you say that. It just, it, it drives you. Um, you know, with that said, Aaron, I think, uh, you know, everyone out there has a good feeling of, of how we feel about rejection. Um, first, about the mechanics of it, of the response and the emotion of the response. And uh, I love what you said at the end, my man. Emotion yeah. is energy. It's energy, brother. It's energy. Yep. Nothing left to be said. No, there isn't. Yeah. So out there, this is uh, Eric Johnson, part of the brand and the source. So this is DJ, the brand this time. <laughs> uh, this is Aaron, the source. We'll see you later. <laughs>